and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you for hitting the download button on the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. We are here to interview uh, David Coburn, Scotland's first UKIP MEP for Scotland. Uh, please enjoy our fantastic interview with him. It's very funny. It's very in- interesting. Yeah, if you have any comments, please email us at hatrickandramsey at gmail.com um, with your views. If you know of anybody who'd like to uh, be interviewed on uh, this show regarding maybe counteracting what David has said, please contact us on the email uh, that we just said. So please enjoy the Hatrick and Ramsey at uh, Unleashed interview with David Coburn, Scotland's first UKIP MEP for the member of the Euro- member of the European Parliament for Scotland, so please enjoy. Thanks you, thank you, and bye for now. Uh, good afternoon, and welcome to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. We are here to interview uh, Scotland's first uh, member of the European Parliament, David Coburn from the UKIP Party, which is UK Independence Party. Uh, so I'd like to say welcome to Hugh, who's my partner in crime in our Hello. podcast. Hello there. Uh, and of course, welcome to David. Welcome to David. So just uh, if you can speak up a little bit, just so you can catch everything uh, with a bit of echoey. So, uh, do you want to ask the first question to David? Um, well, it seems like I'm on the Beach Grove Garden. Yes. <laughs> well, We're very yes. polite here, very yes. polite. Mm. Yes, we can... <laughs> must warn you, I've had a terrible dose of flu, which I must admit is a very high-class dose of flu, which I managed to get from Nigel Farage. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a political flu. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Ah, it's good. That's uh, well. Hopefully, you'll feel better by the yeah. time we finish the interview. I'm sure I will. Basically, what, what we're doing is just to like, give you a rough. Day. We've been doing just to give you a background. We've been doing some podcasts, starting into the sort of swing of things. Um, we're still early stages, and we're obviously practicing. We like to interview people of all calibers, from all shapes and, and sizes of uh, different backgrounds, and uh, find out about what they do, and just to let people listen and tell people if they're interested, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So, just to, I think it's a good thing to share local people to Scotland, Edinburgh, and just to simply say, this is what this person does, this is how they got into politics, for example, or any other thing, and just go from there. Right. So, just simply ask you some questions. You so, certainly may. Uh, so, what made you get into politics? What were you, when you're growing up, and you say, right, I want to do politics? Well, I saw Churchill's funeral. I thought, that's a rather fine funeral. And it sort of got me interested in why he was getting such a nice funeral. And, um, you know, as I, I, I always, you know, he was a great hero of mine. And I kept looking at the politicians of the day, namely uh, Hank Wilson and various other characters, and thinking how sadly lacking they were. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, in my area in Glasgow, Cuthcart, the Member of Parliament was Teddy Taylor of Happy Memory, who was oh, the. Man. He was the you know anti-European uh, common market man of his day, mm-hmm. and I never liked the idea of the European Union or the common market as it then was. I believed that Britain should remain Britain, and um, I was you know a patriotic young man. So I suppose that's what really got me fired up into politics. Were you mainly 
what was your sort of party that you're sort of maybe targeting before sort of UKIP really came into shape? Well, I suppose in politics, no party really represents everything you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what I was against rather than what I was for. Yeah, yeah. I've always been rabidly opposed to socialism mm-hmm. on the grounds that it's thoroughly unnatural. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's contrary to the normal uh, thinking of, of, of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't think that way. It's not part of people's normal way of behaving yeah. um, and you know taking away another man's money to give to somebody else uh, is not something that I feel is very equitable quite frankly yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe if you work hard to earn your money you should be allowed to keep it and um, if someone has some some sort of strange fetish about handing uh, your money off to somebody else um, it's not something I would approve of. If they want to hand money away, let them yeah. hand their own. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe that people should volunteer to do such things. And, you know, I think that turned me off socialism. I don't like being told what to do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the government should be minimal. Um, I have a strong, uh, you know, Christian upbringing. Uh, and, uh, you know, social, socialism doesn't seem to equate very well with, with, uh, with that. Just on that point, actually, why do you think that socialism has been, you know, so strong in Scotland? It seems to be it seems to be the end thing, isn't it? Especially the political groups and the, the kind of political class. And if you mention that you're more of a conservative or more of a libertarian, they kind of look at you as if you're evil. And uh, and uh, do you think it's just because maybe that's the only thing that they've been taught in Scotland as a, as the main theme of politics? Well, I think it's a historic thing, but. But the other thing is, I think, in Scotland, there's been a bit of a mistake made. Um, people in Scotland uh, believe, you know, we should all be... They're all very meritocratic. Mm-hmm. And uh, UKIP, for example, is a very meritocratic party. We, mm-hmm. we are not the party of the Lairds. We're not the yeah. party of the trade union barons on their large salaries. Um, you know, we, we're the party of the little guy, the, the man in the street, the man who's mm-hmm. paying his taxes. And quite frankly... I think that that's how I put, I put myself there, feeling that that's important. Uh, we we need to to protect the little guy uh, from both exploitation by big business and also yeah. by unscrupulous socialist trade unions. And mm. I think that that's something in Scotland that appeals to the average person. We, yeah. In Scotland, we're not great believers in forelock tugging to the aristocracy. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, there's, you know, we, we want meritocracy, but not egal- egalitarianism yeah. uh, like the French Republic. We yeah. don't believe yeah. you should be riching around in other people's pockets for yeah. their money, because yeah, you have an opinion. If you want to give money away, you do give away your own. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just, just out of curiosity, just now maybe going into... I was... The question's been... UKIP are getting very popular at the moment and they're growing um, as a party but they're getting a lot of hatred now people are saying you're closet racist closet this, closet that why do you think are people coming to that conclusion about UKIP? Well because we are anti-establishment we're we're in some ways revolutionary and uh, they fear us the establishment parties don't want us to butt into their affairs 
And so therefore they, they, they throw everything at us. But I mean, quite frankly, we have uh, Asian candidates, we've got an Asian uh, member of the European Parliament. Um, you know, I happen to be homosexual and uh, that's not been a problem. I you know, run the Scottish party and the MEP for Scotland for UKIP. So, you know, quite frankly, I think that's a lot of old nonsense, but it's, it's good stuff for the, for the press. They love all that sort of thing. Yeah. But they mistake libertarianism and anti-socialism for being right-wing. We're not right-wing. If you want a right-wing authoritarian party, there's nobody more right-wing and authoritarian than the Liberal Democrats. They'll tell you what to eat for breakfast, you can't smoke, you can't drink, you can't do this, you can't do that. UKIP, we believe people should do whatever they like within reason, and as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And quite frankly, I think that that's what they're frightened of. Because that's something that appeals to the vast majority of people, especially Scotland. It's a Scottish virtue. Meritocracy and leaving people alone to do their own thing is very much a Scottish thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you? Yeah, it's, it's just on that, on that point. I think it's very true that actually when you, when you ask people about, well, um, you know, what... Uh, you know, if you look at your take-home pay and you see your taxes go up and so you see your, your take-home pay go down, most people would agree that's not something that they would like. And yet, you know, most of the main political parties out with UKIP, um, they're all saying, well, you know, they, they take this fairness line. And it seems like, you know, it's only fair to put up taxes. But when you actually, when people have the effect of that, they immediately disagree. And I think what's nice about the UKIP side is that actually we have an honesty that, you know, we're actually wanting people to have, you know, to... to to have more money left in their account every every month when they get their wage slip, rather than um, having to put taxes out to to sound fair. Well, basically, a socialist is a man who who wants to spend your money yeah. on somebody else. Yeah. Quite yeah. frankly, they should if they want to spend money, spend their own money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's the trouble. They, they, I, you know, I'm a great believer in looking after those less fortunate ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's everyone's interest. Yeah. Uh, but as we know, there's. Um, a lot of people who take advantage of the system yeah, and yeah. Um, I think that's been the trouble in this country for many years yeah. and the socialists don't seem to to address this issue mm-hmm. and quite frankly it needs addressing because people work hard for their money, I know I do and I know a lot of other people do yeah. um, and quite frankly they should be allowed to keep the, the you know the the, the, the fruits of their of their labour. Yeah. Of course, it's in everyone's interest that we look after the, those less fortunate ourselves. Mm. We have a free health service at point of use. Yeah. All those sort of things are very, very important. Yeah. But you mustn't take advantage of people's goodwill yeah. and just clobber them yeah. needlessly for taxes, much of which is spent on extremely overpaid yeah. Uh, civil servants with extremely luxurious retirement packages yeah. Yeah. that the normal person can't afford. Mm. Mm. So what would you say is, uh, just maybe a touch on the NHS, what would you say is actually wrong with the NHS at the moment? What's, what's, going, up, what's going wrong? Well, what could you do let's better? start with immigration, shall we? Okay. I mean, it's not the National Health Service, it's the International Health Service. We have to plan the health service years in ahead, mm-hmm. and with a European open-door immigration policy, you can't make those sort of calculations. I think another problem, a very great problem, everyone says, oh, the health service wouldn't function if we didn't employ nurses and doctors yeah. from abroad. Well, the reason we, can, we, we need to take nurses and doctors from abroad, they're not training enough in this country. Yeah. Scotland yeah. used to export doctors and nurses, yeah. Dr Livingstone just being yeah. one. Yeah. And, you know, we should be doing, obviously we should be exporting them. But what we are doing is we are raiding the third world for for nurses and doctors that they have trained at great expense for their country and we're getting basically training on the cheap 
And quite frankly, that's not on. They have to train their own doctors and nurses in our own country. Yeah. And it's high time we started doing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for, I mean, ever since you got elected as an MEP, I mean, how have you, has your, has your schedule, schedule just gone from zero to kind of chaotic? I've always worked pretty hard, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in business for many years, and if you're a freight trading company, so, you know, I'm always used to, to working fairly hard. Uh, but obviously, taking on being an MEP has, is, is, is quite a lot of effort. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just the actual work itself, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the actual going back and forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back and forward to, to Brussels is bad enough, but every couple of weeks, the entire parliament, parliament decamps yeah. from Brussels to Strasbourg yeah. at humongous taxpayers' expense yeah, for, no pur- yeah. for no good purpose. And that, that again, getting Strasbourg is, is an absolute nightmare, yeah. uh, which is quite tiring. It, 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 um, you know, the whole system seems to be geared up to keeping the members of the European Parliament so busy yeah. doing things unrelated to their jobs, i.e. Yeah. travelling and, yeah. and filling in paperwork and filling out paperwork, mm-hmm. um, that they haven't got time to ask the questions they should be asking. Yeah. So I do my best to make sure I'm in there asking questions. And those of you who look at YouTube will yeah. see that I'm oh, pretty yes. prolific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with being a businessman, um, obviously, with I'm for me, I'm self-employed. Uh, would you... Is the people who are locally self-employed uh, running businesses, do you think they're more af- getting more affected by the immigration thing at the moment? Well, I think a lot of people who've got their own businesses, you know, uh, what they call white van man, or, uh, people, plumbers and plasters, people like that, they are being affected by, by, by people coming in from abroad um, who maybe not, you know, they don't need, they haven't got a mortgage, they haven't got you know, kids to deal with, um, and they can, you know, sleep in, in more and uh, cheaper accommodation, etc., etc. Um, it, it puts an unfair competition on those people. Now, it's all right for all the people at the top, you know, the Nicola Sturgeons or lawyers of this world. Yeah, but yeah. what about the poor folk that maybe yeah. not a highly educated uh, lawyer who are not yeah, that yeah. way inclined? That they have to make a living as best they can to feed their families, and quite frankly, it is unfair to yeah. open the doors to the, to the country to let unlimited European immigration come here. It's yeah. not going to, there's not going to be many lawyers fleeing over here to, to yeah. grab Miss Sturgeon's job. But, you know, there's <laughs> an awful lot of blasters yeah. like the extra competition. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they are voting en masse for UKIP. And that's yeah. why in the recent by-election in the north of England and York, you know, Hayton Middleton, Hayford Middleton, um, we, 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 we did so well yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the by-election because... Um, quite frankly, people had enough. Right, right. Do you think as well that the kind of immigration, kind of que- the whole strategy to allow mass immigration is a kind of excuse for British governments to leave people unemployed, to leave like our own, you know, unemployed numbers to sit there, you know, because they think, well, if they have people coming in from abroad paying their taxes, that kind of pays for... Are, you know, are, are, are people who are unemployed and it kind of gives them the excuse to, just to leave them there. Well, it has been argued the Labour Party did it because, quite frankly, they, they, they wanted to, um, to just cock a snook at, at everybody else and to, yeah. and to change the nature of the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. They weren't getting elected by British people, so if you can't get elected by British people, let's change the electorate. Yeah. See if we can get yeah. elected by somebody else. Yeah. People who are grateful to them for letting them in. Yeah. So therefore, they in terms of voters. Yeah. But that, yeah. I think that's all becoming yeah. a bit odd because a lot of people 
second generation or even first generation uh, immigrants from the 1950s and 60s, yeah. uh, many of them who set up their own businesses, Asians and yeah. people like that, they've set up their own businesses mm-hmm. and now they're voting uh, yeah. for parties like UKIP because yeah. they have to protect their businesses. Yeah. So I think that is not the, the, the Labour Party, by allowing um, uh, open-door immigration, have, yeah. have actually done the, the, the working classes, as you call it. I mean, yeah. I don't call it that, because it's a ridiculous idea. We all work. But the sort of people who they, the Labour Party call the working classes, they, 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 they've, they've not looked after their people, quite yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. I think they've let people down. Mm-hmm. Them down very badly by by increasing competition for their jobs. It's yeah. simply not fair. Yeah, yeah. What would you say, um, UKIP? What's your going forward? What's your targets coming up with the general election coming well, up? I think the objective is to win this election, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is we very much like to do. Um, it's not inconceivable. Uh, it's looking very good at the moment. Uh, the Conservative Party are pancaking. The uh, Liberal Democrats have collapsed out of existence. The Labour yeah. Party are fighting among themselves. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, none of them are looking very good. And yeah. there's been a tremendous rise in, in UKIP, people mm-hmm. who want to see a different way of doing things. Yeah. And uh, UKIP obviously appeal. We're not all the other parties, Labour Party, Conservative Party, Liberal Democrats... And the Scottish Nationalists, quite frankly, yeah. in Scotland, they're all the same. There's not yeah. much difference between them, yeah. quite honestly. And a lot of people who voted for the Scottish Nationalists, quite honestly, they were voting for change. Yeah. Um, they didn't really necessarily want independence from, from Westminster, but they wanted change at Westminster. Mm. Well, uh, independence is not necessary. What we need to do is change Westminster and change Holyrood. And yeah. that's what you UK are about. We're going to change yeah. Westminster, and we're going to change Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, in terms of as well, um, you know, people. One of the big questions you get nowadays is people are, are worried about cuts and things like that. And I think for you know, um, I know UKIP has been quite vocal in areas where they think they could perhaps save money in, in government spending. And things like, for example, the foreign aid budget. That seems to be like a big. You know, either you're for it or against it. The Lib Dems are, uh, and I know the, the UK government very recently. Um, signed up to, I think it's at 0.7% of GDP is now spent on foreign aid. Is that something that you agree well, with, or do you think that that's a... a if you want my opinion, it's an absolute racket. Yeah, yeah. We all know fine well what it's about. It's about bribing people for trade, yeah. or indeed bribing various dictators in third world countries to do yeah. your bidding. And yeah. quite frankly, the only people that seem to do well out of foreign aid are yeah. foreign dictators yeah. in third world countries who get a nice new Rolls Royce every year or, yeah. or a yeah. nice little Learjet or something yeah. like that while their people are starving. Yeah. So quite yeah. frankly, it never gets the people it was intended to intended for. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, it's a racket and it should stop. Uh, I, I would like, you know, I'm a great believer in, you know, for example, we've got this terrible problem with Ebola. Yeah. Well, it's in everyone's self-interest yeah. that we do something about this. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about foreign aid, and I must admit, it's bugged me for many years, it doesn't in- encourage people to help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is that you, you, the people become basically hooked on this stuff. Yeah. And they don't say, hang on, we need to deal with our own problems. Yeah. And not in many, many cases, what this does is basically bolster yeah. dictators who should actually be, be removed or indeed by their own populations or mm. indeed they should uh, change, be forced into changing the ways they behave. Yeah. And because yeah. they get all this aid coming from mm. good old 
with all Britain, yeah. then they just continue to oppress their own people and uh, the money ends up in their families' pockets. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And you're, go, go ahead. You talk about um, the things that happened last week because it's quite a, quite you know, a big subject. What, what, what's your thoughts on the Paris scenario and what's all happened and the, kind of, the whole, well, everything surrounding it? Well, we've got a serious problem. Yeah. And again, the, the, the fact that there's been so much immigration that has been allowed and that people have not been able to assimilate into yeah. local populations. Um, in many ways, this has been directed by the socialists who yeah. basically wanted to break up the nation yeah. state yeah. And, um, and, and change the, the nature of the so-called working class or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and what they've done is they've created a cultural nightmare where yeah. people have not been able to uh, to be absorbed into the, the local population. And the result is resentment, uh, people being unemployed or, or being discriminated against or um, moving into ghettos, and these ghettos have in turn uh, led to disenchantment and unhappiness among the second or third generations. Yeah. And also they have people from other religions who have not been absorbed into our way of thinking, our way of doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is a major problem. And, you know, people, there's an elephant in the room that people simply will not discuss. Yeah. Yes, of course, there are extremists, but there's a lot of people who are not making enough noise. Yeah. You know, they're fellow co-religionists who need to, yeah. need to, you know, need to put pressure on these people. Some, some people are, but there's an awful lot of people who are not. Yeah. And quite frankly, we cannot have that. Uh, we must all try to get together. Um, the, this awful business of political correctness yeah. and... Um, Sort of, you know, sort of problem with culture yeah. is, is is something that has has just become worse and worse, and it's going to explode. Yeah. And it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be lanced. And people have to be more frank in their language, more yeah. frank about what they're discussing. Uh, today, I believe that the Belgians have turned yeah. out the police on the streets of Brussels. Well, yeah. you know. I, work in Brussels and, yeah, and yeah. I use the metro in Brussels yeah. and I don't fancy somebody running around yeah. you know, waving a pistol screaming I like bar yeah, it's not yeah, uh, yeah. it's not going to make my journey to work yeah. any yeah. happier so yeah. quite honestly I think that um, people are going to have to put their foot down about this yeah. and have to talk turkey and stop yeah. dodging around the issue be frank about it yeah. and it's fully and squarely at the feet of the European Union and yeah. at the feet of those socialists who've yeah. just opened our borders and allowed the whole thing to get completely out of hand yeah. I think as everybody says <coughs> political correctness to me it just seems like they just the whole almost meaning of political correctness is they don't like telling the truth they don't like facing up to the real facts so they kind of make other words to kind of describe yes. to get, as an excuse for not dealing with a situation that if, if life will get into... Will fester. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not allowed to discuss it um, until recently, until yeah. UKIP came on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't discuss immigration. Yeah. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. You'd be carted off by the thought police. Yeah. And yeah. especially yeah. in Scotland, <laughs> where, oh, quite yeah. frankly, they've one police force now, uh, previously run by uh, Mr McCaskill, yeah. the citizen of Robespierre of Scotland, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, quite frankly, you know, uh, yeah. was running some sort of politically correct totalitarian regime up here, yeah. which is still yeah. running. And, yeah. and now they've armed the police. You know, what are they expecting? The badgers to shoot back in the islands yeah. or <laughs> Jacobite rebellion? <laughs> and Gee, yeah. what, do you, what do you think of the Scotland's one police force? Do you think it's any better or worse? I think it's much worse, and I think it's a scandal. And it's anti-democratic, and yeah. I think that that's the whole purpose. I think that the SNP are setting up an authoritarian yeah. police state, which... 
when you look at their background, they emerged from fascism in the 30s. Yeah. Quite frankly, maybe they're resorting to type. Yeah, yeah. What about the, the story that broke recently that they underspent in their 444 million in their budget? They didn't. They underspent. What do you think about that? Well, <laughs> Shane, go back to the taxpayer. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. Well, I think an awful lot of money has been wasted on Neverendum. Quite yeah, frankly, yeah. Um, they seem to be totally obsessed with with this. Uh, so-called independence they're not offering independence they're offering rule from Brussels they're offering more Brussels that's what they're offering they don't want Scotland to be independent they just hate the English they're basically they're a bunch of racists who hate the English and they'd rather be anything uh, you know in 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 relationship with anyone other than the English yeah, and they'd yeah. be quite happy to sell Scotland down the river to, yeah. be a, to be a very small province of a very large authoritarian yeah. bureaucratic European empire yeah. well quite yeah. frankly no thank you I'd rather be part of a, yeah. a, a, an association with England that stretches back some nearly some 400 years and we're very happy with it and before the the, the relationship between Scotland and England uh, both countries were very small and on the periphery of Europe and by combining we became the greatest force the world has ever known yeah. and we took the rule of law and democracy and and uh, uh, engineering and, and medicine throughout the world we created basically the modern world yeah. and for good or ill we did a lot of good stuff and that's because we worked together and I expect to, that relationship to continue and to produce more yeah. fruit yeah. especially in a free enterprise Britain yeah. unshackled from the, the rotting sclerotic corpse of the European Union yeah. no, I, I, I certainly think I absolutely agree I think what's, what's quite interesting is that the, for me the SNP <coughs> manifesto especially for independence it seemed to be that they were setting themselves up for this easy life of European <coughs> politics they wanted just any you know MSP elected for the SNP is is quite happy to have this. Life. Basically, they wanted the European yeah. Parliament as a House of Lords yes. retirement home yeah. for old SNP MSPs. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's all about—a yeah. sort of socialist heaven. Yeah. So they can, when they've finished screwing up the Scottish economy, yeah. they can go off to Brussels and yeah. screw up everybody else's economies. Yeah. And they're going very quiet now, especially with the oil price, oil price plunging, because much of their manifesto was based on the oil price paying for everything. Of and course, it's absolute fund. nonsense. I mean, now they're, they're quite foolish, and I don't quite frankly, you know, I, I do not want to see my country beggared. I'm a proud yeah. Scotsman. I don't want to see um, Scotland having to go the begging bowl to England or to Europe. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's what would have happened if we'd had yeah. if the, the yes vote had, had won. Uh, we would now be needing help from the IMF yeah. uh, we yeah. would be bust yeah. and quite frankly people would have been a hang uh, yeah. the helmet hair dude um, yeah. Nicholas Sturgeon and, and, and her wee chubby chum uh, wee ek, uh, yeah. from the lampposts in Charlotte Square yeah. because basically they would have ruined the nation embarrassed yeah. us and made us look an absolute fool yeah. thank god people were sensible enough to turn around and say no yeah. and quite honestly not enough people in Scotland were consulted. Many Scots, many of whom 
one of the things we do is we go abroad and we work yeah. abroad. Mm-hmm. Many of the Scots who are working abroad did not get the, a postal yeah. vote. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, if you're working in London or you're working in Saudi Arabia or you're working in Canada, you should have had a postal vote because they were taking away your nationality yeah. as a British person. Yeah. And that was not right. And if that had been the case, mm-hmm. I tell you, all those people, and including our armed services, Scottish soldiers did not get the vote, many yeah. of them. And quite frankly, they would have all voted yeah. um, for, for, for no... And, and quite frankly, the Scottish Nationals would be lucky if they got 20%. Yeah. I think as well, it was such a lame campaign. I mean, when, when the Prime Minister, uh, when, uh, when um, uh, David Cameron set the whole thing up in the first place, the fact that he let the SNP have the yes vote was a, was a mistake, I think a strategic mistake, because if it had been yes to stay with the union, I think more people would have got behind that. And the knows it would have been much harder for the SNP to, to maybe bring that kind of volume behind no for separation. Well, Cameron's been one of the worst prime ministers in history. He's an appalling man. I mean, yeah. he's ruined the country. He, you know, he was, he, you know, he's, he's not uh, covered himself in glory in Scotland, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, he let Salmon away with murder. Yeah. Um, he should have insisted on at least some sort of um, level, three quarter of people or whatever. Some five percent people agreeing to it, or yeah. something of that order. And quite yeah. frankly, should have made sure that all Scots, wherever residing in the world, should yeah. have got the vote. And quite frankly, there were loads of people. Um, I went to a meeting polls for UKIP uh, with Nicola Sturgeon, and quite frankly, these are people who were, were European Union citizens, and they were given the vote in our referendum. Really? This is My ludicrous. Goodness. French yeah. people over here um, yeah. uh, for business, yeah. residing over here for business got the vote yeah. and this is a scandal you yeah. know this is about my birthright your birthright yeah. all our birthrights as yeah. to be British subjects taken away by foreigners from the yeah. European Union yeah. nobody ever agreed to that yeah. do you think uh, David Cameron's just too soft I think David Cameron is oh, don't encourage me to say bad things. <laughs> um, would you, okay, uh, would you say? That I think the man is completely useless. Uh, I think if I were a conservative, which I'm not, I think I'd be utterly horrified at what he's done to my party. Would you say? I think he, he's yeah. been hopeless. And, yeah. and part of the plan, would you think he needs to grow a set of cojones? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well I, what, he needs to grow something. Uh, <laughs> brain would be a good thing. I, I don't know. The man seems to keep running at electric fences all the time. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, if there's something wrong to do, he'll do it. Yeah. Uh, why the Conservatives still have, a, have him in is, I think, symptomatic of the fact that they're a dying yeah. party. I mean, they're not yeah. a dying party. They're a dead party in Scotland. There's yeah. the last uh, Scottish... Tory MP left in Scotland, Mr Mundell, well, you can be going to take him out at the election, so quite yeah. frankly, the Conservative Party in Scotland will become extinct. Yeah. We're just putting it out of its misery, and UKIP will be the future so, so do you think, not as a non-socialist alternative in yeah. Scotland. So do you think Ruth Davidson will do? No, I think she just made a party more porridgey. She, yeah. she turned the Conservative Party, or she moved the Conservative Party deeper into the porridge, which yeah. is the ruling class in Scotland, namely yeah. the SNP, the Labour Party. They're just, there's no difference between Labour, the Conservatives, mm-hmm. or the SNP. They, they all agree with each other. They're all politically correct. Yeah. It's just a big, horrible porridge sort of goo. And she is absolutely symptomatic of that. Do you think, yeah. Jim, do you think Jim Murphy, Murphy will make a difference? I think he'd be, he'll help UKIP greatly because I think if they'd been smart, they'd have put in a lefty because yeah. then they would have actually put some clear red water between uh, themselves yeah. and the Conservatives yeah. and, and the SNP. Quite frankly, they haven't done that. I think that the Labour Party, which is already is a massively corrupt 
horrible dying old beast yeah. um, it's always been horribly corrupt in Scotland but they just it's feudal socialism yeah. you yeah. know they, they, they give you your house they're like feudal barons these yeah. trade unity types and they, we give you your house we give you your unemployment benefit you do what we tell you yeah. and you pay us lots of money and give us a big retirement fund yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that's just not on anymore yeah. I think the Scottish people had enough of socialism I think they want something a bit better you can want to give get the, what we used to have in Scotland the entrepreneurial Scottish spirit yeah. out there we cannot base our entire economy on a volatile commodity like oil we have to get young people creating businesses mm. and the entrepreneurialism and business creation was what Scotland was always famous for and we should be again but since the socialist 50 odd years 60 years of socialist and national socialist yeah. SNP yeah. government in Scotland yeah. uh, they have taken all are trying to eliminate any form of capitalism, any yeah. form, sort of entrepreneurialism in Scotland, and it's high time we got it back. And UKIP's the only party that are going to do that because the Conservatives are just a bunch of socialists, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, one of the things, especially um, that, that I get quite a lot, is people um, aren't really aware of this no to name person scheme, you know, that, or the, the name yes, person that's scheme. A that, scandal. Um, that it really seems to be quite, um, people are quite quite scared about it, especially, you know, young parents who might have young children and suddenly think, you know, what happens if I am living my life the way I want to and all of a sudden the SNP don't think that way is appropriate. Yes. Um, they could basically take my children away. Um, and now I have no... We've heard stories of people who have... Um, uh, if anything happens to their children, the children are now encouraged to go to the named person or speak with the named person rather than actually the parents. Well, the SNP are a thoroughly authoritarian party. Yeah. As I said, they emerged from those sort of parties in, in the authoritarian parties of the 30s. Yeah. They are true to type. Yeah. And quite honestly, they love telling people what to do. Yeah. Now they've got a Stasi spy in every family in Scotland with his Named Persons Act. Yeah. Uh, you no longer responsible for your own children. Yeah. You will be told how to deal with them. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, that's unacceptable. That is an invasion of private life. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do actually think it probably creates the, the European Convention on yeah. Rights to Family or Life. Yeah. So, quite honestly, I think they're on a sticky wicket. But it is typical, as I said before, of the Scottish nationalists, they were setting up a, an authoritarian Stasi yeah. police state um, they've got uh, political correctness, which is basically social Marxism yeah. they, they, they view everything you do and of course if you don't agree with their view of things, say for example you have strong religious views well, yeah. the SNP will come along and you'll yeah. have some trouble with them because yeah. their yeah. little spy will say that you're unhealthy. I went yeah. to a meeting of uh, people who were against this and there were some tragic stories of yeah. mothers who have been having terrible trouble. Yeah. Uh, people who you know, have a bit of religious views or political views that they don't like, yeah. they just yeah. don't have it. I mean, that's what I see in terms of personally of the, on, on a religious front and also on in terms of um, you know, the climate change front. You know, I question all this stuff on climate change. Absolutely. And I can see that going because that's being taught in the schools everywhere and that you know your kids are coming back saying oh this is what's happening and if you say well actually no that's not the case um, but what they're teaching is not science what yeah. they're teaching is 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 opinion yeah and yeah. it's opinion that is not grounded necessarily in fact yeah. they take some facts and then they mix them up with a lot of other yeah. stuff yeah. and come out with their perceived view of things basically yeah. climate change is a racket yeah. and it's a racket to to control people, tell yeah. them what to do, yeah. and oh, quite frankly, to punish people and with more taxation. They can't think of another way of taxing them, so they're like, oh, yeah. we'll, do, exactly. we'll have a pollution levy, or we have yeah. this levy or that levy. It's just another way of screwing money out of 
yeah. public. And quite frankly, a, social, a socialist is a man who spends your money yeah. on their projects yeah. and not their own. What, what do you think about the... There's a lot of well, EU rules recently coming out and uh, <coughs> regarding, obviously... Hoover's ovens you're going to knock, oh, knock the turn of the Christmas dinner uh, and they're also regarding the recent well the recent uh, European court one regarding I'll drink a cup of tepid coffee to that one okay <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well the, the, the one the recently talk about okay obesity they talk about saying that it's a uh, that's it's a disability. disability. I mean, yeah. how can just be obesity people who sit there and watch Jenny McAllen shove crap down their throat and it's their own fault? I mean, how can that be a disability when there's people who have no arms and legs or that, that kind of thing? We all, oh. I mean, none of us are I mean, no, fantastically. I'm looking at uh, <laughs> you two <laughs> gentlemen and I'm looking at myself and I, I don't think any of us have been jogging recently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, quite frankly, you know, I mean, we're, we're nicely rounded individuals. Only jog to the buffet. Absolutely. <laughs> and quite frankly, I think it's people's right to eat yeah. what they they please yeah. and um, we all pay um, yeah. for our health service and quite frankly if, if you, you know when you discuss how who's spending oh you know obese people are spending more money than the health service well no probably they'll drop down dead earlier than other people and some will <laughs> hang around forever um, you know who will be paying you know lots of you know, the other end of life would live to be 110 or something and yeah, users yeah. the other end so you know yeah. the smokers and the drinkers and the and yeah. the people who, who love their scotch pies and chips too much yeah. like my good self well you know we'll probably pop off a bit early and make a bit of room whereas other people spend yeah. money in the long term so yeah. they may spend yeah. more money on a short term but they'll spend just as much or even more on the yeah. other folk at the other end the skinny people so you know quite frankly <laughs> you know, I mean I was like, oh it's all nonsense you know we yeah. all pay in uh, then fine well if they don't like that then of course those who are overweight well perhaps we just take our money and invest in a private healthcare plan yeah, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's what they're going to do you know say oh you can't have it because you're fat so and so well I'm sorry I'm a plump so and so and I enjoy being plump but you know obviously <laughs> it's good to advise people to cut down their weight and you know no, we all know what we should be yeah, doing yeah. You know, I keep making new year resolutions but you know life is difficult quite frankly I like my chips yeah, yeah well thankfully in a western civilization food is quite cheap and that exactly. is much better than the opposite isn't it so, I think people should be given the information and encouraged to, yeah. to behave better I mean yeah. I know I pay some attention you know I'm taking no sugar now and uh, yeah. you know I'm sort of I'm drinking better quality wine and yeah. less of it but <laughs> um, you know, but I think yeah. that's just age creeping up on me yeah. Well, just if you don't mind us uh, talking about it, I mean, you're very openly in the papers regarding the, the gay marriage thing. Now, yeah. I know if you do, uh, what obviously you're against it, and uh, if somebody who is um, homosexual listening to this, for example, and who agrees with the marriage thing, I think we should be equal to uh, man and woman. You get uh, standard marriage. What do you? Th- what made you come up with that? Why do you? Why well, do you think it's wrong? Let's put what's, it this what's way. That curiosity? I have, you know. I've fought all my life for the right, um, or, you know, of, of, of gay partners or homosexual partners to have um, a partnership um, and have the same rights financially and as as married couples. Mm-hmm. Because it's only fair that you know if if, if I if I drop down dead and I can leave to my homosexual partner leave 
my money, my house, in the same way that married couple can. So mm. you know that's why we had the 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 uh, civil partnership, the civil partnership yeah. agreement, which everybody agreed to. I thought it was wonderful. I've been fighting it for for years. Is everybody agreed to it? Even the churchmen and everybody else, and it, it was all settling down, and everybody was quite happy with it. Yeah. And then along comes Mr. Cameron yeah. with this thing, thing about gay marriage, which, quite frankly, is a European Union yeah. directive. And to avoid it becoming a European issue, yeah. again, another way to slag off the European Union, yeah. uh, he said, oh, we better bring in the, ele- the legislation into the yeah. UK first um, and say it's our legislation. So yeah. he rushed it through despite it not being in his manifesto, no mention of it ever been made. And the only time it came up, he suddenly became a passionate believer in, in homosexual marriage yeah. and using the word marriage uh, because... It happened to suit his political objectives. Well, sorry, that isn't good enough. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, there are many people of faith who, you know, go to church on Sundays and have faith or, or go to mosque or wherever they go. Um, and quite frankly, why cross the road to pick a fight with people of faith when yeah. everybody was quite happy with yeah. the civil partnership yeah. arrangement? Why not? Why go around trying to upset people? But I think they're doing that purpose because yeah. the European Union is atheistic. Yeah. It's uh, very secular. It's based very much on the, on the French yeah. the French Republic, yeah. uh, and uh, quite frankly, that's. <laughs> They've tried to ram that down our throats, yeah. and it's not on. And this is all part of their uh, their attack on religion. Yeah. It is very much a, a Robespierrean concord. Yeah. I had heard that one of the buildings, either in Strasbourg or Brussels, was based on the Tower of Babel. And it was my brother that said that, but I don't know. One of them, I mean, they've got, oh, really got so I many buildings more like over Lego, there. Lego, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be the Tower of Babel, but it, it's a, it looks like a horrible sort of yeah. Dyson vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it does. Do you think maybe Britain should maybe go back to its more stronger Christian values than it used to? Because obviously, there's these, these days you can't do he somebody who's a, maybe a believer who is a Christian or goes have been there for a long time can't do anything. You can't like wearing crosses around your neck these days. It's like offensive. Anything just it was normal thirty years ago. I mean, yeah. Do you think they're just should we go back to a bit more structured value system and saying this is how we, this is who we are? And become a bit more tougher because at the moment we're just we're getting walked over by all these other people coming over. Well, I mean, I, I had a very um, religious Christian religious upbringing at school, um, quite honestly, and uh, probably a little too much. I, mean, I remember getting clobbered over the head with the Bible more several times, <laughs> and beaten soundly. By, I'm going to bring one along just to give you yeah. another hit in case you want. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm quite frankly, it was probably a little bit too uh, yeah. strict, but whatever. Um, now. Quite honestly, uh, I I believe that uh, that people obviously got to find their own way to hell, yeah. <laughs> one way or another. Um, and I, I think in many ways that, uh, that that what's happening now is we're making too many uh, how should we put it too many uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's, well, it's, it's the kind of freedom of speech laws, isn't it? You, you can't to, say well, anything. We're making too many uh, too many 
excuses for other people from other religions coming here, which are yeah. unacceptable things that they may want to do, such as yeah. stoning people for homosexuality, stoning people for for yeah. immorality or some description. Yeah. Well, I know we used to do it here in the uh, 16th century or 15th century, but we have yeah. moved we, on. We, yeah. Yeah. And quite honestly, that isn't in the Christian gospel as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. I don't think Christ ever said anything about that. In fact, he yeah. said he was without guilt throws the first stone. Yeah. Well, yeah. quite honestly, I think that uh, we've, we've made too many allowances for people coming from other faiths. Uh, yeah. I think that um, this is, uh, our constitution is informed and, and our, our entire culture is informed by our yeah. Judeo-Christian religion. Yeah. And I see no reason to, to change yeah. it. I think it's uh, many of the people who come from foreign countries uh, with other religions uh, come here. They come here for the freedom yeah. and the liberty and the rule of law that this country has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems strange to me that once they come here, they then insist on turning our country yeah. into the sort of uh, appalling mess that yeah. they have escaped from in their own yeah. countries. And I think that that's inexcusable. And I do not think that we should be altering in any way, shape, or form the way our traditions work and what they should do is respect our religion. I mean, I lived in Morocco for many years, and quite honestly, doing business there or whatever, and uh, when I was there, I, I learned Arabic, and I, I um, you know, I, I always respected, uh, you know, the fasts, and, you know, I, I would, the last thing I would do is, is uh, you know, during... Uh, uh, Ramadan would be to to eat or drink in the street. It's I think it was. I I didn't even do it in my own home where uh, where, where I'd, uh, I was employing employing Arabic people who Muslims and I wouldn't do, do you know yeah. break the rule. I, I did yeah. what they did. And I mean, you know, it's quite Rome. It was the Romans. I think it, it's and I think many many people many many people who come from Muslim religion or or any other religion quite frankly um, who come here do respect our way of going but there are there is a, a largest minority who yeah. seem to want to change everything and I think that's quite unacceptable and it's got to stop yeah, yeah. Chris one, one last quick question um, in terms of the EU I think um, we you know a few years ago we had all the, the Euro crisis and then the EU seemed to think it's all over and it was all fine and they just printed, print, printed more money until it's almost running out again. Um, better get those print machines <laughs> yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now, I mean, with Spain again is looking quite dodgy. Um, we've got, uh, not Cyprus, uh, Greece, um, having a, a general election in the next week or two, I think it is, isn't it? It's very soon. Well, I, 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 I got up and you look at me. YouTube thing or ukipmeps.com yeah. you can see my speech yeah. as, um, arguing with Mr. Papa de, de, de Moulos yeah. who's um, the Greek socialist um, <coughs> uh, person in the European Parliament we yeah. are, you can fight about things and I said to him why don't you do the obvious thing which yeah. you know the euro, the, the, the euro is not a, an economic currency it's yeah. a political currency and it's yeah. failed miserably and it's yeah. ruined southern Europe yeah. it's ruined Greece it's ruined Italy um, it's, it, it's, it's ruined Spain and Portugal yeah. the, the obvious thing for Greece to do to escape from its, its ills yeah. and problems is to get out of the euro yeah. and yeah. reissue the the, the the, the, the drachma yeah. and quite frankly it would do them a pile of good and if the whole get rid yeah. of the whole shebang get everybody go back to printing their own currency get yeah. rid of the euro it's a catastrophe yeah. it's all part of some sort of fantasy 
fantasy project that, uh, that is not working and has led to the financial collapse of Europe. And it's, it's coming, a wave yeah. of collapse. The, 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 the Swiss have just disentangled themselves from it again. Have they? Oh, yes, they've yeah. just, uh, just pulled. Yeah. You know, they've been busy at the moment. They've upset Christian Lagarde and various other people. Yeah. Um, you know, quite frankly, the euro's on its way out. We might as well yeah. say goodbye to it. It's devalued massively. Yeah. If it's any joy to the listeners, uh, I'm an MEP and I'm paid in euros. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my salary <laughs> is going down. <laughs> 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 I must admit, they do overpay us, so I'm not taking in washing yet. Okay. <laughs> we had a hat here just in case you wanted to. Yeah, that was a nice So, what, just, can you give a, with being in the European Parliament, uh, what would you say is your sort of best, who would you say is your best politician or best colleague in there that you find exciting to listen to and who would you say is the worst and have you got any sort of funny stories that you can maybe tell within reason <laughs> without getting <laughs> wow. lawyers in? <laughs> Obviously, I mean, what can I say? It's got to be Nigel Farage, politician of the year, yeah. an absolute star. Yeah. He's, the, he's the best thing that's ever come out of the European yeah. Union, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the only decent thing that's come out of the European Union. So obviously, Nigel, he's a, he's a star. Um, the worst, my God! I have to, you know, <laughs> seven hundred of them to choose from. I mean, and so, so many, so little talent. But, you know, what can I say? And, and to find the very Schultz, worst. Maybe up there, is it Schultz? Is there? Well, Schultz. Uh, he's he, uh, people say. Well, I don't say what they say about him. But he, he said some pretty crazy things in the past, hasn't he? Oh yeah, Schultz has got a very foul temper, and he's uh, he doesn't have zero sense of humour. Yeah. But oh, I mustn't be too rude about him. He and I seem to be getting old better. Oh. He, he actually <laughs> speaks to me now, and and he calls me up with a sort of wry smile. I think he finds me sort of vaguely. I think he finds Nigel and myself vaguely amusing. It <laughs> um, sort of livens up his dull day. I think anybody after listening to some of the absolute dullest ditchwater yeah. speeches yeah. you hear from some of our continental colleagues who spend yeah. all their time l- licking the uh, yeah. how should we put it <laughs> sucking up to the uh, to the, the, the European Commission yeah. uh, uh, allegiance activities yeah. are so gut-wrenching that yeah. even he <laughs> needs a little light relief from it and I, I think that's provided by UK <laughs> just, just briefly what was uh, you posted on your uh, Facebook page uh, a brief interview Gordon Brown was being he was in a panel of, yes. uh, and you were sort of asking a question regarding obviously the refer- referendum and the no campaign and obviously yeah. it's a bit like trying to nail blamage to a wall yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rather large so blamage was, so what was his purpose of being there Why, what was his oh he was there purely for one purpose <coughs> because he wants to be the the, the the Euro Commissioner for Children's Education or something like that and it was all again sucking up to the European nomenclature and look how fabulous I am and this is my new job again what did I say all the failed politicians in Europe they all wind up there it's it's a retirement home for for clapped out politicians in Europe those who have been caught or otherwise I'm afraid I'm just a sort of I'm just a a different sort of creature. I mean, you keep are there for a different purpose. We yeah, like to close yeah, it down. We like to close it down. So just to summarise, obviously leading up to the general election, you're going to be obviously super busy, and you'll be a couple of interviews, 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 and you're brave, fried <laughs> to say the least. So 
look at going forward now and from after this what is your kind of what's your next step what's your what's your, well, what's your, um, what's your next thing is to make sure plan? that um, I'm treated in an equal way in the debates in Scotland yeah. with yeah. Nicola Sturgeon the Conservatives yeah. Labour and we should be because this is not a yeah. Scottish election this is a pan-British election yeah. and quite frankly we decided in the never end them once and for all yeah. that Scotland remains British yeah. and they can't go back on that, and that's yeah. that. If they did, if they got what they wanted, they got a yes vote. Then there you are. But it was going to be forever. Well, now we've got a no vote. It's got to be forever. Yeah. Yeah. These people just don't know how to play cricket or or croquet or, or or curling or anything else. They just don't know the rules. And yeah. I'm afraid the rules are, you know, that was the win. We've won. That's it. Never again. Yeah. And quite honestly. Uh, you know, we is a British election. Uh, UKIP are a major party. I kicked out uh, uh, George Lyon, who was the, right. the European yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lib- Liberal Democrat uh, MEP. Uh, the uh, Liberal Democrats have no MEPs in Scotland yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, they're about to lose every single MEP, uh, sorry, every every single MEP in yeah. both England and Scotland yeah. uh, at the next couple of forthcoming election. They're doing disastrously everywhere. <laughs> Quite frankly, they're, they're a joke. They, yeah. they exchanged everything for, for seats in ministerial limos. Well, yeah. Yeah. let them take the blame for it. Let, them, let, the, let the voters take their wrath out of them. Yeah. They propped up a disgraceful Conservative government, yeah. so they deserve to take equal blame for it. So quite frankly, uh, they shouldn't be involved in it. Um, the, the Scottish nationalists, well, should they be involved at all, I wonder, because it's a pan-British election and they're only yeah. interested in Scotland, but I would imagine that we really, in Scotland, we really have to have the Scottish yeah. nationalists. I have no objection to that. But yeah. the, the Conservatives, well, they've got one seat in Scotland, but, yeah. um, but they've got seats in Westminster, and this yeah. is a pan-British election, so obviously yeah. they should be in. Yeah. Uh, UKIP have two members of Parliament in, yeah. in Westminster, so obviously we should be in. Yeah. Uh, so either all the parties are in, the Greens, well, they've got a they've member got of Parliament. Yeah, in uh, so, you know, but they've got very, very, very small yeah. following. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's really tiny. So yeah. quite honestly, it's a question of whether they're included or not. But uh, no. uh, if UKIP are excluded, that would be utterly undemocratic, yeah. utterly wrong, and we will... I'd say that that, you can't possibly do that I suppose David Cameron's sort of throwing his toys at the pram he's saying unless Greens are involved in these TV debates we're we're not going to ain't taking part David Cameron's saying that because his fears facing Nigel Farage is absolutely terrifying and quite frankly so are Cameron so is uh, uh, well and also so is uh, Nicholas Sturgeon and Alex Salmon they're terrified of me they wouldn't debate with me during the neverendum absolutely wouldn't come near me I asked them and they said, oh no, they should, they go, oh no, they should run away every time. They yeah. are terrified. They won't answer, talk to me. The reason why they'll, they'll debate with the others, yeah. but not me, is because UKIP are the anti Europe party. Yeah. And they, or the anti EU yeah. party rather, yeah. and they are Euro fanatics. Yeah. And they know we draw that out. And yeah. they're terrified of that, yeah. which is why they won't talk to me and yeah. why they want to keep me out of the debate. Yeah. And they won't allow it. Okay, well, I think we'll just well, obviously your time is ticking on, and we'll uh, you probably got 101 interviews. I'll let you boys go. get back to the Beach Grove Garden. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to join Alan McCoist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. do some gardening. Well, I hope your parsnips do everything <laughs> that you want. Yes. <laughs> no, Thank you very much for giving us your time today. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you to David Coburn, who's the uh, Scotland MEP for, M- for Scotland, a member of the European Parliament. For those who don't know what that stands for. Uh, thank you for your time. It's been fun, and hopefully we can ridicule some other 
MVP yes. <laughs> in the future. Be good. But thank you again. Thank you, gentlemen. And thanks again. Very good. Okay. Bye for now. Now, a few words from our sponsors here. We have if you, a cleaning company, uh, edinburghdusters.com. Are you looking to have some cleaning done? Are you looking to have your oven cleaned? Are you looking to have your uh, bathroom, kitchen deep cleaned? Give edinburghdusters.com. It's coming into that time of year now. It's mid-January, come the end of January in Scotland anyway. You start having the lighter nights. The It is not as dark as early. It is, And you start seeing... The dust, the winter dirt uh, in your house that you don't see because it's so dark. The sunshine starts to shine bright through your windows and you see all, see all these things that you haven't seen for a while. Are you needing a, are you needing a deep clean of your house? Are you needing a spring clean, uh, some spring cleaning done? Are you needing a hand with anything? Go to edinburghdusters.com, the company that likes to clean. We will, we will help you out. We'll, our prices are reasonable and we won't tell you what you don't need done we'll tell you what will help you out you won't spend your money we look after you and we're very security conscious as well so give us a call it's edinburghdusters.com uh, for any cleaning you need done around Edinburgh uh, Middle Lane East Lane and West Lane give us a call edinburghdusters.com are you looking to buy a new car are you looking or have you is your car starting to just run out of steam or maybe you have a relatively new car you just want a new upgrade maybe you are want a second hand car uh, are you looking for advice maybe you, you don't know where to go or what garage to go to and uh, to buy a new car well we recommend Car Deal Advisor Car Deal Advisor if you want to find out more about Car Deal Advisor come to Hatchick and Ramsey at gmail.com and we will uh, point you in the right direction Car Deal Advisor we will help you save money on a car via the, with the garages we will come with you and negotiate a good deal, making sure you're getting the right vehicle for you, whether it's a basic model or a, a car with lots of gadgets, basically. So please come to cardinaladvisor.com. Uh, well, that's what the website will be soon. So, but come to Advisor on Facebook. And if you're needing an inquiry regarding any, any car, we will glad to help, happy to help and sell you the best car for your money. So if you're looking for a new car, come to Car Deal Advisor and we will happily to help. Anyway, that's a word from our sponsors. So let's now get onto the interview. Thank you. Hi, are you looking to buy a new car? Come to Car Deal Advisor. If you are looking to buy a, a new car from the one that you have, it's starting to fall to bits, come to Car Deal Advisor. If you're looking if you have a certain amount of money to spend, we will advise you whether it's a new or used car and where to get the best deal for you. Don't go to all the garages. If you maybe go to the garages to have a look at the prices, go to the garages and have a test drive. But come to Car Deal Advisor on Facebook and we will advise you on how to get the best deal for your money. We will not spend your money or uh, that you don't need to. We'll get you the best deal. If you're looking for something, a basic model, a middle-of-the-road model or a top-of-the-range model, we will help you. Maybe you've got a car that's relatively new, you just want to upgrade. Come to Car Deal Advisor. We will help you. Please email Patrick and Ramsey at gmail.com and we will help you on Car Deal Advisor regarding a new car. Thank you for listening. Ramsey, thanks for listening to that interview with David Coburn. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give us some feedback at Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments and anything we can discuss on a future podcast. Um, as I say, if you want to be interviewed about something, maybe you're an entrepreneur, you've got a business you want to advertise, please come to Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail.com with your 
proposal for us so we can interview and tell people about what you do, who you are, and just a simple free advertising, a free plug. But interest people to what you do, make it interesting. Tell people, tell the public, tell our sexy beast listeners out there that you want to basically sell what you do It'll make it interesting to the people around the world. They might come and buy your stuff. They might want to be in, in something you might do. It might be an experience you have had and that you want to share it. Anything, come to hanskinramsey at gmail.com and tell us about it. And we would love to interview you. If you're local to Edinburgh uh, or Scotland, if you want to come and come down, you can sort of maybe go to you or you can come to us. Uh, it'd be great. Anyway, come to. Uh, hope you had uh, enjoyed the show, enjoyed the interview we had. And as I say... Please don't be shy. Give us a, give us an email. Give us your views uh, on our on the podcast and give us just listen. We we love doing this. It's fantastic. So as I say, and also look at our sponsors. As I say, if you want to buy a car, if you want to do some get some cleaning done, just uh, uh, tap into these sources if you want. Happy days. As I say, t- till our next show, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the People's Podcast. As I say, we are here at Rockin' Podcast World. And we're going to do it. Anyway, take care. Have a good night.